I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, November is coming, which means gratitude and uh, some waiting and some very strange muffins. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. It's been a long time. I say that almost every time now. It's like these little sputters of me popping back. But it is almost November. And I really like November. The podcast taught me to really like November. And I look forward to it. I posted a substack newsletter, post, letter, whatever, essay, illustrated thing, whatever it is that I am doing. And it seems like every week I'm doing something a little bit different, but that's, it's just a platform and I am enjoying that. But what I posted for today, as I record this actually, was about November, a little bit, not quite as much as I planned. I wanted to talk about those big daily pieces I did a few years ago, but maybe next week. But it was about gratitude coming, gratitude month coming, and just some sort of daily catch up about waiting. And I had fully intended to do at least a voiceover, if not a full podcast. I can't quite sort out the difference right now. I don't think there are enough of you there to really just do a full recording that is just a straight voiceover, which means I would read exactly and only what is written in the post. Part of the difference when I podcast is, yes, I will use that and I will read most of that, but I'm also just talking to you right now. I don't have any notes. It is cold this morning, which I am glad and grateful for, but it is a sudden change this week, at least in the morning temperatures. So I am going to record something based on that post. I probably will be reproducing, duplicating most of that post. So if you've read it, you may just be not interested, but there are Some of you who only listen to the podcast, you have no interest in reading something long that takes forever. And I understand that because we can easily listen to things when we are drawing or knitting or cleaning or walking or whatever it is that you might be doing. So there's a real difference in our behaviors around listening and reading for me too. And so I understand that. And I know that some of you would much prefer, much prefer if I just focused again on the podcast. And when I sat down and my equipment didn't all work again, and I thought, oh, yeah, see, this is partly why I don't sit here anymore. But we're going to go with it. We're going to see what happens. And, you know, if it's not stellar audio quality, it probably never has been, right? It's just this thing, and it's a way for me to talk to you. So, That is my goal for today. I have a drawing group right after this, so I have a window, and I'm going to try to do it in a window. 
That makes this episode 489, 489. And we'll go ahead and call it waiting. And I just gave you a basic catch up, really, because I'm spending most of my energy, my margin energy at the Substack. And I have week to week put out some things that I feel good about. And every week I think, oh, I'm going to manage to record this as a podcast also. And I really thought this week it might happen. I had things sort of done close enough to be able to do that. But at the point at which I thought, oh, I'll record, then I realized I wasn't quite done. And I felt like I knew that in my own editing process, a lot would change. And that was true. And so I waited and then I ran out of time to put them up at the same time. So, you know, I realize most of you just don't care. Most of you have no interest in that. I sometimes think that is one of the most interesting things at Substack is that a lot of the writers are talking to writers and there is a difference in doing that. And you can talk about the little nitty gritty and assume that your audience cares. I don't assume that most of you care about every little bit of this process. And yet sometimes I just can't not mention it. So anyway, it has been a long couple of weeks. Some of you have gathered that from things I've said. I have said some things much more concretely than I have in years past, but this has been a long few weeks. And so when I started thinking about what I would write this week and now what I would record about gratitude, I was still sort of all tripped up on the waiting and the fact that I really wanted to draw some of these little still moments of waiting. And so that's what I went with. I find more and more that sometimes you just let the art direct what happens and that's okay. There can be other shows about gratitude. So I will mention gratitude today just a little bit because I will do another show, at least one, maybe more. I still would like to get this show and 11 more in by the year's end. That sounds sort of crazy, really. It doesn't make any sense for me to say that, but it would be kind of nice. Sometimes I realize that weeks have gone by and I think, it's just over. It's done. Nobody cares. And then I sit down and I open my mouth and I think, why am I not just here? Uh, there's traffic rushing by behind me outside. It always sounds so loud to me and the headphones, very, very, very odd. But anyway, I am going to, I think, just go ahead and read through most of the substack that is called Waiting and a gratitude month. So here we go. Almost November. The months are spinning right on by. If you had an October drawing project and wrapped it up, kudos. I hope you found it to be a satisfying month of drawing and journaling. Short this week or long, the long and the short of it, I guess. I don't do well at pushing things aside to future weeks, future letters, future missives. I'm always in the now, or stuck in the foggy past. I found all week that my sleep was troubled. I was obsessively dreaming about what I was going to write and draw for Sunday. I was dreaming this 
post. I would wake every hour all night long, having just hit upon the perfect solution for what to draw, how to illustrate this story, what the story should be. But as soon as my eyes opened, it was gone. Like many, I have school dreams. I still have school dreams. Showing up for a final, having never attended the class, that is one that has persisted through the years. I miss my life in academia. Even now, all these years later, I miss it. So those dreams, they don't really surprise me. Looping on drawing in my dreams, that is new. And it was frustrating to keep reaching for that, to keep following the digital ink, trying to see what I had just drawn in my sleep, for they were absolutely digital. And I would feel the sand sliding through my fingers. There was just nothing there. I would wake up and think, oh, that was it. I now know what I will do for the weekend. And it's all going to be okay. It's not going to be that I suddenly have nothing to say, nothing to draw, nothing to write about, that this is all going to fall through again. I would have it. I would wake up and it'd be gone. I'd fall asleep and there it was again. I was writing about something that hinged on last week, something that made sense, that followed what I had talked about before and what I had drawn last week, and then it was gone. There is a particular flow to these weeks now because I post my Substack for Sunday, so Saturday night, really, really late. I schedule it, so I release it. And then I wonder, what's next? What will I be able to do next week? Can I do something else and follow this? So I wonder, and then I wonder even more. And then by Tuesday, I am worrying that I don't know what in the world I will write about. I don't know how to keep up this pace with sharing things that are similar and parallel enough in terms of what I feel like is the weight of them. And then I start writing. And then I realized there are too many things there, too many possibilities for what is next. And sometimes I think, well, none of those have the right weight. None of those stand alone. None of those matter or will matter or make enough sense or will have either power or resonance or vulnerability in a way that will inspire others or give others something to think about. So I start writing, I find I have too many things, I think through the art and the story, and then I worry that there isn't enough time to bring about the art, that I'm not good enough and savvy enough and fast enough to do what I need to do for each weekly post in the way that I am now doing it. I just keep adding on these new things and new tasks and new demands upon my time And for the most part, this is just all free labor. So sometimes I think I am doing so much and driving myself so hard, and I'm not sure that there's really a reason, and yet I can't stop, And but I just keep adding more. So this is sort of how it goes. And then there's this spiral to Saturday, and Saturday is usually an all-day thing. So that's how things are going, and yet most of this week was about waiting. And I didn't realize that at first. I wasn't thinking that waiting was a topic. I wasn't planning on talking about waiting. I was planning on talking about November and gratitude and those big art pieces. Because I've been thinking about November. I've been looking forward to it. 
I will be glad, it's true, I will be glad to be done with October and Inkto portraits. I will be finishing, and I feel really relieved to say that. It just fell at an odd time, and I will be a little bit glad to be done. So I was going to talk about November. I am late in making my own decisions. That's true. Other than that, I did sign in and sign up again for NaNoWriMo. I turned my project on for myself. Maybe that's a bad decision, but the last few times I've done it, it has been good for me. I work well within that kind of rubric. It's not like I have any connections there or have any buddies or friends or have ever found a way to make that feel community-oriented, but the simple daily count and sort of target and charting, that really works for me. No, I'm not writing a novel. No, I'm not writing fiction. And that is also okay. I use it just as a nudge to really push the daily writing. And that has really worked. Last year when I did it, I was really, really concertedly working on book chapters related to illustrated journaling. And I really thought at the time that I was really on track, that I had really everything there I needed to pull this together. And uh, that hasn't happened, but I didn't count on a substack starting in February. And I have poured a lot of writing into this weekly space. So so I signed up for NaNoWriMo. But beyond that, November is a month of gratitude for me. And it is or was typically a good podcast month ever since the Spark series back in 2017. And in years before that, the podcast was pretty regular anyway, but the Spark series was a big deal. It's still there. I don't know how it sounds now. Maybe it sounds like really young and naive me, but I don't think so. I think It sounded then a lot like it sounds now, although I think maybe I have a little more perspective now, maybe. There's often a drawing component. That is what I had been going to talk about. It is a month of light. Historically, that has been true. It used to be a favorite month for evening dog walks, just to the top of the hill, our regular walk. But in November, the light for that final walk is amazing. It's beautiful. It's stunning. It's, oh, I just don't know, it's it's life-altering. And to do that every day and see that and think about it or record it or connect it to my month of gratitude was one of the most powerful things that I have done and that I then continued in some way to try to do. Can I make myself do that again? Last year I talked about it and I, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't manage it at all. I don't know. I don't know why it feels so conspicuous to just at five o'clock leave the house and walk up the hill, take a picture, walk back. Why is that such a silly thing? But it is. It's just a silly thing. And and it's probably partly just where I live and the street I live on. As you've heard me say or read me talk about, it's just not really a community space. And for some reason, that makes me very tearful. So I don't want to do a deep dive today into gratitude. Really, I want to make notes for that, especially for the podcast. I've done it so many times. I repeat myself every year, but sometimes I think we have to hear it again and again. And so I apologize those of you who are like, oh, she says the same things over and over. More and more, I'm coming to think that's what really a lot of people do. That is sort of what we do. People like me, we 
have something that we talk about over and over related to whatever. And one of my threads is gratitude just because I struggled with it that first year publicly. And now it is such an important thing, especially for me in November. So that's really not today. Although later in this same show, I will give some suggestions of projects or things you might try. And so that's towards the end of this. So I do want to just mention gratitude. The way I wrote it was that I just want to go ahead and put the seed of it in front of you, even though I'm not going to really, really, really focus on it right now. I want to just put it there and say it out loud and say that November is a great month for it, that every month is a great month. Any month is a great month. You can start practicing a stronger gratitude process or sorting out your relationship with gratitude today or tomorrow or March 1st or whenever. But Something about November is sort of nice, and November 1 is coming, and so you just want to put it there, a little seed, invite you to pick it up, drop it in a cup, add some dirt, think about watering it. That's the nudge. Just think about it, especially if it's not something that you already do. If you already have a really strong gratitude habit, that's wonderful, and I hope you just keep at it. If you have an on-and-off-again relationship with gratitude, then maybe it's just a good nudge to sort of refocus and reframe and think about it this month. And what I wrote was, or if that seems like too much effort, try the toothpick approach. Maybe the seed will sprout if you just put in some sticks and set it over a cup of water. And that sort of my life approach right now. Maybe if I just go ahead and set it in the water, it will happen. No, not really. But I like that idea. I like the idea of thinking of it like an avocado plant, right? Although if you go read about that, you'll find that it takes many years for those things to actually really sprout fruit. But probably like everyone, we've all grown one of those in our windowsill. This week involved waiting and the stillness that comes with waiting. And gosh, I've talked about stillness lots and lots of times. And one day in particular was so still. It was so still. And I just, I couldn't make myself move from my spot other than to get whatever activity I did next. But it was still. And yet when I sat down to write, it wasn't about the stillness. That's sort of the undercurrent of all of it. But it was about the waiting, the fact that there was just so much waiting. I feel like I'm always waiting. And this week, these last two weeks now, there has been a lot of waiting. And there have been a lot of hours of almost doing nothing, although trying to always do something, but waiting. I would like to say that I am the person who drew every inch of the ICU room over the last two weeks. I kept thinking about it, about why I wasn't doing that. Every time I packed up my bag to leave, I would stick my sketchbook in and then think, no, it's just too big. I can't manage all of this. I probably won't do it. And then I would think, well, I've got another little notepad. I will draw some other things and just tape them into my sketchbook. And I still didn't do that. I kept thinking I should. And I kept trying to make myself do that. I did some knitting. I rolled a skein of yarn. I played my games like Connection and Wordle. I did some scrolling. But there was no drawing of machines and 
endlessly tangled wires and tubing or the people coming in and out. I just didn't do it. Waiting isn't new. I think we're always waiting. I feel like we are always waiting. Feels like we are always waiting for something coming, something looming, something next, something future, something to break. We are waiting and we wait. But in the waiting, I made muffins. I made muffins. There were some odd things this week, I guess. Things that sort of stand out as the little bitty non sequiturs of the week. For example, every day I walked down the nine flights of stairs. I don't know why exactly I did that, but I did. And every day I thought, it seems like there are too many flights in between these landings. There are just too many. But as long as nobody else is coming at me, going down is just fine. I was amazed at how many people do rush up and down all those flights of stairs. But I did that, which was good because that's pretty much the only walking I was doing up and down the stairs and then to the garage. I used scissors this week to cut my grilled cheese. And for some reason, I feel like I have to go ahead and throw that one in because it seemed weird. It seemed efficient to me. It really did. But even as I did it, I felt like it was a sign of mental fatigue of something, something just not quite as it should be. I just couldn't be bothered to do it with a knife because it's such a pain. And the night before I'd used a knife and at that point I just couldn't be bothered to cut it into three pieces, which is sort of how I've been doing it. I mean, four is great, but that's way too much trouble. The bread I'm using is very small and thin. And so three, I like that, but I just couldn't be bothered, just a pain. So scissors seemed like a good approach. I did make muffins. And you've listened to me for a long time, maybe, so you've heard crazy things. This isn't going to sound crazy, probably, because, and it probably didn't come across, really, even in how I wrote it. It's sort of a a throw-in kind of thing, this little thing that is a whole bunch of steps. But it is my approach at just throwing things together and just trusting that things bake, (laughs) really, it's that simple. And I do that with soup. As you know, I just throw a bunch of stuff in and, you know, it'll all go together in the end. So I made muffins. Then I term it as a rallying of self because I don't know why. It was, I was working in the morning and I suddenly thought, okay, I am going to go ahead and make muffins. And partly it hinges, I think, on this banana. But I thought I'll make muffins. But the approach was chaotic. You know, a muffin mix takes Usually the muffin mix, and in this case it had a tin of blueberries, and oil and eggs and water. So here's what I did. I saw browning bananas on the counter, you know, those potassium-boosting bananas, and they were going super bad. And I thought I could make a shake because I had already planned to make caramel apple shakes because they caught my attention. And I thought, well, that would be a treat out of nowhere for us. I planned on doing that, but I saw this banana and I thought, well, you know, you can throw a banana in muffins. That always works. That's a really good idea. I love muffins. So I found an expired box of blueberry muffins on the shelves. Turns out to be the last box of mix I have, but it was two years out of date. And I looked at that and I shrugged. I said, okay. I used the required eggs and water and added a container of applesauce instead of oil, which I often do if I have it. It's roughly the right amount. I don't know. I didn't measure it. I put in one banana, 
so I'm adding the banana. And then a couple of big spoonfuls of Greek yogurt. Nope, didn't measure that either. Sort of just plop into the bowl. I got out the old-fashioned oats, and this one still puzzles me. I got them out, I took them in, I unzipped the bag, I opened it up. I was going to add half cup or so. I wasn't going to measure it, I was just going to kind of dump it. And I don't know if I did or not. I couldn't tell in the end. I couldn't actually detect an oat. I couldn't see it, which made me wonder. I have this idea that maybe I got them out, opened them up, and didn't actually do anything and closed them back up and put them away. I really like to think I actually added, you know, a half cup, maybe less, and it just didn't really stand out in this conglomeration of stuff I did. But it was a little odd. And then I added more water. I added more water because of the oats, and I definitely added the water. I opened the tin of blueberries that comes in it. They're those tiny blueberries, which make me think of Maine. So I opened the tin. You know, the mix was two years expired. I smelled them. I smelled them again. I have a real strong aversion to the metal smell anyway. I was like, well, okay. I shrugged and dumped them in. It was kind of funny just because it was so much shrugging, really. It was like, yeah, okay, I'll throw that in. Sure, let's throw that in too. And then I couldn't find any cooking spray. I guess we're out. Our muffin pans are old. Everything sticks. So I just improvised. I just took some oil and wiped it in. I, it worked okay. I mean, it's the same principle, right? So I filled the muffin tins and put them in the oven. And then I waited. And I cooked them extra because the oven doesn't go past 350. And so I cooked them a really long time. And they looked done. The knife came out. Yeah, it came out cleanish, clean. It came out clean. But even though it came out clean, the middles, they weren't quite as done as I like. They seemed a little gummy, maybe. So I split them, split a couple and put them in the air fryer for a few minutes, toasted them up. Perfect. They were perfect. They were really actually quite awesome. Some butter, some cream cheese. It was a really good thing to do. It was a good thing to do. And it made me wonder why I don't do it all the time. Why don't I just, it's so simple. I can pretty easily mix these up and then sit back down and work until they're ready. And it's really kind of easy That's part of the convenience of working at home for so many years. I can do things like that. I would like a scone. I would like an apple macchiato or a caramel macchiato or something that didn't feel like I was making choices and trade-offs and everything else in the world. I would like to be back in those days, the days of the podcast and back in 2000, I don't know, six, seven, eight, all those years when I used to get a scone and a coffee and drive to the top of my little hill here, which leads to a lookout. And I would sit there and write while my non-sleeping kid was asleep in the back. And I missed that. I felt at the time like there was so much ahead, so much within my grasp. I thought the podcast was going to be something I really did. I thought my life was just sort of beginning. How long? One of the doctors asked. More than 30 years. These realities are too big, and I don't know how to comprehend the number of years, and yet how small, what a blink it all seems. We all get stuck at a younger age in our heads, or most of us do. You see people talk about it. We all talk about it. We all feel somehow younger, whether you know exactly what age that is or 
you picture who you were at a certain point, I think our inner self is often a younger self. And I so often feel the disjunct between how I think of myself and what people see on the outside. In a hospital setting over these last few weeks, it's been really clear how people interpret me, interpret anyone in that setting, I think, how they make assumptions. You know, things like my white hair don't help. The incredible thinning this year doesn't help. I don't like to be patronized in any way. And I definitely have found that the assumptions are there because I am, while obviously not old, I am of a certain age. And to some people, I guess, when you look at people, you think certain things about them. It's just, it's human nature. It is what we do. And I realized as I sat there watching from behind my mask, so really, people, we can only see parts of each other, those of us who are wearing masks or in places where you have to wear masks or live places where a lot of people still wear masks. I probably actually am old to these people. When you can answer a question about your adult life with more than 30 years, when that's how you're tallying things up, more than 30 years, those assumptions are sort of not all that far off, right? It just doesn't feel that way in my head. There was a lot of waiting. As I wrote the draft, the post, it had been a really long 10, 11, 12 days. And I had muffins and grilled cheese several times and too many fries in the air fryer. And we got frozen pizza and decided to try it. We haven't done that in years because of the oven problem, but I was just like, let's just do it. And, you know, it was good enough. It was good enough, good enough to do, to repeat. And goodness knows, I apparently just resort to all easy foods and junk food in times like this. And it's sort of just who I am. And that pizza? Yeah, I cut that with scissors. Now that is the best way. I don't have any doubts about that. That is the best way. On the surface, I'm fine. I'm fine. But I think I'm just too worn out on some deep level to care. I took several wrong roads this week. And I wondered, is this just that I'm absent-minded? I snapped multiple pictures each day of the parking garage pole because I couldn't seem to remember day-to-day which level I was on. And I still think the system is so confusing. I worry, though, that it's me, that it's somehow that I'm losing the capacity to deal with the parking garage. I'd like to spend 10 minutes and explain to you the problem with the garage and why I'm so confused. And yet every day I'm puzzled that I'm so confused. So I snap all kinds of pictures. I just, I feel like that's the smartest approach. As I drove back and forth throughout the week, I kept trying to play through Blackbird in my head. It's a song that I keep practicing. I do know a good bit of it. I tend to practice it every day as part of my practice, just to keep playing it so I don't lose the sense of it and its sequence. And I'm trying to get more of it, to lock more of it in place. So I thought playing it while driving and at least reminding myself of the changes, sort of the numbers, five, three, eight, seven, seven, five, ten, nine, that's sort of the left-hand chord positions. And I thought that'd be good. I thought it would be helpful. Unfortunately, it ended up being a lot like typing. So it ended up being 
alarming to me because I was already, you know, taking wrong turns and not able to figure out where I parked and all these other things, cutting my grilled cheese with scissors. And I'm trying to play Blackbird, which I can sit down at night, pick up the guitar and at least start playing. And in the car with my fingers on the steering wheel or on an air guitar at a stoplight or something, I couldn't do it at all. I can't even make my hands make the right positions because without the actual neck of the guitar under them, they just feel like they're in the middle of nowhere and they don't do what they're supposed to do. They just, they don't have it. They don't know it. And for the finger picking hand, it was like even worse. I They had no idea what they do. When I sit down, they just do it. And when I look at the tab, my brain can tell my fingers just to do it. But I don't seem to actually just know what they're doing. It was very alarming in some way to not be able to do that and yet to sit down again with the guitar and be able to do it. And so finally, I was like, it's just like typing because I can't really tell you where the keys are. But I've been typing, obviously, for years. So anyway, making the muffins, that was kind of this funny thing. Is kind of like in the middle of all these kinds of things, what I focus on and what I focus on and being able to talk about are these quotidian things, these daily things, these things we do, and these little single moments that are kind of full of a bunch of stuff that all happens at the same time. And, you know you may just be like, oh my goodness, just say you made muffins. It was more than that somehow. It was just more than that. And the making of the muffins is what I thought I would draw this week for the digital art panels that I wanted to include. I've only included panels a couple times. Last week was a set that I felt really good about. I do plan to record the affirmation show. And so I wanted panels this week. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out my through line for the week. I thought, okay, let's just do the muffins because drawing that whole sequence would be fun. I love to draw those kinds of sequences. There's a lot of good practice there. It's a style I like, something I've done before, and I still think I want to do it. I feel like I feel like that is a perfect sequence for me in terms of paneling. So I thought I would do that. But, you know, the waiting sort of took over. I could picture sort of these scenes, these still panels about waiting. And So there was this progression and I decided, let's just go with that. Let's just do the art around the waiting. And that's what I did. And so in this post, there are two sets of four. There are eight panels that just depict really simple thoughts and simply drawn moments of waiting. And it ends with sort of a tongue-in-cheek one, which is absolutely true. And when I thought about that one, I thought, yep, that's it. So they're there. They're in the Substack. if you want to go take a look. I am really happy working on these kinds of pieces. I was doing it 17, 18 years ago a lot. I've done it through the years, and I am really, really happy to be forcing myself to do this as part of what I'm writing. And that's a good way for me to sort of push myself back into it in the way I want, because I am doing it digitally now, which I am loving. And I feel really, really good about having done it. Maybe they look ridiculous to people looking. I don't know. I'm not sure that I care, although of course I do care because I depend on people reading and listening and commenting and, you know, all those things. But Anyway, what I thought about after I finished them is that these eight panels, it just scratches the surface. 
that's just a beginning. There are so many things that I could have put in there. It could have been much more of an illustrated essay on waiting. And that takes more time. I can't fit all of that in with a every Sunday release schedule. I just can't. It feels like a beginning. And I could go back in. I could add to them. I could build upon it. And I like that. I like the fact that it stands alone as it is, but that it could grow. It could be something else. It could be the start. And I sort of think sometimes what I post, they are beginnings. A lot of times the things I record on a podcast could be the beginnings of a longer piece if I wanted to keep working on something. I think that's okay. I don't think that every single thing we do has to be the finished, polished piece. That would be different if it was a book and you were going to buy it. It's different. I'm writing something you read or I'm podcasting something you listen to. And I might change my mind right after or next week or say something else or have forgotten the most important detail or read through and find a thousand other ways that I needed to interject something or show something or make something expand. And that is the whole process for me. That's the part I love about it, how you can just keep growing especially writing. And it's harder to grow the graphic novel things because they are done, these pieces, they're stuck there. But, you know, you can pick blocks up, you can move them around, you can start all over. So anyway, I'm really glad that I did it. And those are part of this week's post. They're really the fulcrum of the post. But I mean, I've been talking now for who knows how long. There's obviously a lot of writing around it too. So, all right, let's wrap up with some November talk. Just really quickly, November gratitude stuff. There are a whole bunch of shows out there you can go listen to. Like, there are a bunch. Because every year when I talk about gratitude, I often do several shows then because I try and rally myself back to the spark mentality where I did it every day that year. So I will link to just a couple. I've I pulled a few links just from a few specific years, and they will lead you to other things. So if you're new to the podcast, you might enjoy those. Go just dip back into some of the old ones and follow the links in the show notes to other things. In 2017, when I did the Spark series, I posted all kinds of pages about gratitude. I talked about all kinds of projects people do. I talked about a lot of personal gratitude that month and light, but all kinds of things, the philosophy of gratitude, lots of stories about gratitude. I did a lot of reading and research. So that's really the point. That year is really the biggest fulcrum for everything. But I continued that. And I actually think it might have been 2016, which was the year that I got all teary in talking about it. But now I would have to check that. I feel like maybe that happened. And then in 2017, I did the series, but could be that I'm wrong, but I think that might be true. So I'll put a couple of those links in the show notes. They are also in the Substack. And then as November gets underway, if you happen to hear this, maybe right on day one, because it's not going to be out probably much earlier than that. But I encourage you to consider a gratitude project or a gratitude log. Tracking gratitude can be a wonderful addition to your day, like I said, at any time of the year. But there's something really fresh and empowering about November, at least for me. And I think it's a good time to kindle or rekindle your gratitude awareness and your habit and your practice and see how it makes you feel and see how 
it can be a part of your life and can fit into some other routine you have. I have it again in a morning routine. I have written about a morning routine recently and not recorded. That's one I should do. But gratitude glimmers and affirmations, I think they're all really important parts of a a triangle. I called it a trifecta. I have written about all these things recently. Gratitude is a really important one and it is a part of my morning routine again. So you might this month, here's just a couple of really, really surface level things to think about. And then I use the number three and you could use any number. Although I, unlike some people, I don't think bigger is better. I don't think you have to do 50 or 100 or 1000 to make it true or authentic or worthwhile or meaningful or empowering. So I use three, you could substitute whatever number you feel like. I say three. And then when I do mine each day, three is my target. And sometimes I write five, seven, it doesn't matter. I don't feel like it's a limiting number. It's just a benchmark. So you could write three gratitudes each morning. And if you already do morning writing or morning pages of any form, just make it a part of that process, either before or after. So I think after is good. Do your writing. And then before you close your notebook or whatever, just jot down your gratitudes. When I was doing a really diligent job using my Notion dashboard, I had my gratitudes built into my day in that way. Right now I'm doing writing again in just a composition book in the morning and I'm doing them that way. You could instead write your gratitudes at night as part of any end of day review or wind down that you already do, or maybe you just make it part of your pre-night, pre-bed routine if you have one of those. Add them to a daily calendar. Just get a blank calendar and every day write a gratitude or draw it even better or add them to your bullet journal. That's obviously a good choice too. Write gratitudes on slips of paper and fill a jar. It's one of those whimsical approaches. Share a gratitude a day with a friend. A story about that really, really captivated me way back when. And now I think, wow, that would be so out of the scope of possibility for most people in terms of comfort. It would be such a vulnerable process. It would require really deep trust, I think. But I remember the story that I read, and I know it's in one of those shows. So I throw it out there because some people do that. And Part of what comes up in that story, especially, is the fact that some kind of accountability system can really help. And so maybe you get that externally. Take a photo every day that captures a gratitude, and maybe you post it. Maybe you have the kind of Instagram feed where you can share a photo, and you don't have to explain it necessarily. Maybe you just take these photos and you practice your photography, but you also capture these wonderful standalone moments that for you are related to gratitude. It's a beautiful process. Make a piece of art that involves daily gratitude. And that is similar to the project that I was going to talk about. That doesn't quite capture how my project works, but still, that's a really good approach. Some kind of additive piece of art that you work on every day that is related to gratitude. And that could be word-oriented and text-oriented, or it could be drawing, or it could be both. It could be painting. It could be anything. Read something each day about gratitude. Pretty simple to do. There are lots and lots of resources and books. In 2021, when I was doing the dress project, and oh, I guess I should say I am doing it again. I, uh, yeah, it's a longer explanation, but I am at, back in it. 
And it was in 2021. I started on November 1st that year. And so I coupled the start of that challenge with my November gratitude and light. And I was writing every day and posting on my other Instagram feed, my dress feed, which I am using now too. I was sort of posting these philosophical, reflective daily posts about gratitude and using quotes. And so then I later recorded a show where I put together a whole bunch of those quotes because there were some nice ones there. And so that show is out there too. It is episode 461, I think, if you're interested in looking back at that one. And so that is kind of it. There's more in the post and there's some hummingbird talk and some knitting talk and some more art talk. And if you're interested, I hope you'll go check it out. It's illustratedlife.substack.com. So it's there. And I appreciate those who read. I appreciate those who listen. I love it if you enjoy both. And I appreciate those who have supported these efforts in one way or another. Those of you who are doing Illustrate Your Week, I am always really glad to see how you're using the prompts and how your illustrated journal habit is going and all of that. It's it's wonderful. And I am glad to be still posting those weekly and finishing up another year of that. So there are a lot of pieces to this puzzle. And some of you draw with me. So thank you to those of you who are doing anything to support the show and to those of you who are reading and listening. I am the art. The art is me. As always, I am Amy and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The substack is illustratedlife.substack.com. The show notes which typically are pretty small at this point, are at creativitymatterspodcast.com. And mostly for this one, I'm going to link to the Substack because that's sort of what this is. This is not a true straight through read. I definitely talked my way through it. So you will not be able to match up word for word, but that's okay. And the music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidlis. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. And I think that might be it. Those are all the things I usually say at the end. I just said them a little bit all out of order. So I need another cup of coffee. Well, yes, no, I don't know. Tea, I'm cold. I think coffee. And then I am into my day drawing with people and taking photos of my illustrated journal for the week. And Sunday is one of those days but I am really glad to have had a window this morning to go ahead and talk to you. And I will get this out. I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to let it all hang out, I think. I think I'm at a point where it's okay. I'm going to just let it all hang out. So thank you if you are here for the you know umpteenth time or if you're trying this for the first time. I hope you come back. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Whew, I had to think about it. All right. Have a great week, everyone.